Hey, family, in this video, we'll be talking about the vital importance of partnering with the Holy Spirit when it comes to pursuing success. With that being said, let's get right into my points. I have a ton of points, so I'm getting right into it. The first thing that I want to labor on right now is why partnership with the Holy Spirit is vital. Here's what I wrote. Partnership with the Holy Spirit is vital because it enables us to live a life in alignment with God's will and purpose. The Holy Spirit is our divine guide counselor and comforter who empowers us to make wise decisions, understand spiritual truths, and navigate life's challenges with grace and wisdom. By partnering with the Holy Spirit, we gain access to God's supernatural strength, meaning that right now when I choose to partner with the Holy Spirit and submit to him, I now gain access to God's supernatural strength. So when I'm not in partnership with the Holy Spirit, I don't have that access to that strength. I have to be submitted for me to have the strength with it. And so partnership with the Holy Spirit in every endeavor is important because of what we get. We get supernatural strength and guidance, which transforms our lives, deepens our faith, and empowers us to fulfill our unique calling and purpose. It is through this partnership that we experience spiritual growth, find inner peace, and live a life that brings honor and glory to God. So we talked about briefly here why partnership with the Holy Spirit is vital. Now, let's talk about what this partnership looks like. In the context of our relationship with the Holy Spirit, a submissive partnership refers to willingly yielding our will and desires to the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit. What that means is when we partner, we yield. When we partner, we're, we're alleviating all control. It says here, it involves acknowledging that the Holy Spirit knows what is best for us and humbly accepting his direction in our lives. So that means in order for me to have partnership with the Holy Spirit, I got to have the right perspective. I have to be fully aware that I can't get there without the Holy Spirit here in my life. I'm not going to be able to get or sustain a place without the leadership, supernatural strength, and power of the Holy Spirit. So I have to acknowledge that, that I'm nothing without him. I have to acknowledge that he knows what's best. So in order for me to, to see true success, I have to trust that the Holy Spirit knows what's best. If not, I will not be at a place of rest. When you know that God has what's best for you, you will stay in perpetual, continuous peace. But when you do not believe that God has what's best for you, even though you may quote it, even though you may say it, but you don't believe it, then you're going to always be at a place of stress. It says, acknowledge that the Holy Spirit knows what's best for us, and humbly accepting his direction in our lives. Unlike, here we go. I want to make sure I make this partnership very clear. Unlike a lateral partnership where two parties collaborate as equals, a submissive partnership with the Holy Spirit recognizes divine authority and wisdom. So our partnership with the Holy Spirit is not lateral. We're not equal. My wisdom is not equal to his. Your wisdom is not equal to his. Nothing about us is his equal, right? <clears throat> None of it. So we have a submissive partnership. It says, uh, recognizing his divine authority. Have you recognized his authority in your life? 
and recognize that he's wise, wiser. It is characterized by our willingness to follow his lead without resistance or self-reliance, meaning that flowing with the Holy Spirit means that I'm means that I'm not getting in the way or resisting going down the way or filling myself up with pride and being self-reliant. We must understand that we, no matter how many degrees you have, no matter who you know, what you know, how much money you have, how much you have achieved, how much success you have at this moment, if you truly want true success, you got to realize you, no matter if you're at your best, are nowhere close to the Holy Spirit. It says, in this submissive partnership, we trust that the Holy Spirit's guidance aligns with God's perfect plan for us, leading us to a life that is fulfilling, purposeful, and aligned with God's will. So we talked about, so far, why partnership with the Holy Spirit is so vital. We're talking, once again, the title of this uh, topic of message is Achieving Success with Spiritual Discernment partner with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to be laboring over some points so that our mindsets can begin to shift so that we can begin to see the things that we desire to happen uh, that God wants us to have happen alive. Now, success from the Holy Spirit's perspective. I did a lot of writing on this. From the perspective of the Holy Spirit, success is not solely measured by material wealth. Now we're talking about success from his perspective. We can no longer live our life based upon success from the world's perspective. We can no longer live our lives based upon success from our perspective. Right now, I'm speaking to high fulfillers and high achievers right now. No matter how successful your business is, no matter how successful your entrepreneurial endeavors are, no matter how successful your career is, my friend, if it's not rooted in God, you are not successful. My question to you is, how's your family? How's your, how's your health? How's your legacy looking? See, true success is holistic success. And so right now we're going to be going deeper into what's success from the Holy Spirit's perspective. Is <laughs> that success from the Holy Spirit's perspective? From the perspective of the Holy Spirit, success is not solely measured by material wealth, status, or achievement. We can sit there for a minute. Let that point breathe. Success is not measured by how the world sees success. Success is not measured by how much money you have. It's not measured by your status or your achievements. Instead, the Holy Spirit views success as living in alignment with God's will and purpose for our life. So if your life is not in alignment to God's designment, then you won't fulfill your assignment. So our lives have to be aligned to God's original design in order for us to have success. So right now, you can have all the money in the world. You can have the highest statuses in the world right now. You can have achievements that fills up 15 trophy uh, 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 rooms. But if all that is not aligned to God's original design for success for you, then it will all be burnt up on judgment. And the Bible says, be very careful how you build the foundation of Jesus Christ. The Bible says some will build with hay and straw, while some will build with gold and precious stones. But he says, everybody's works will be tried by fire. Which means that everything I've ever done is going to be sitting on an altar in heaven. And an angel or however God does it is going to set it ablaze. And whichever after the fire is done is left, prove that I was right. Anything that is gone, prove that I went left. 
that I left his assignment. And so, or his original motivation, his real original intent. So instead, the Holy Spirit views success as living. That means my life is constantly, continuously living in alignment with God's will and purpose for our lives. True success is found in seeking and following God's guidance, cultivating a loving and compassionate heart, and using our talents and resources to serve others and bring what? Glory to God. If our mindset is not settled or seeking to glorify God in whatever we do, then we're not going to grind for God. The Holy Spirit emphasized the importance of spiritual growth. So the Holy Spirit in you right now is not focusing on growing your business. The Holy Spirit's main focus is not growing your, 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 your portfolio or to grow your status. He wants you to grow spiritually because your spirit, man, is the foundation of your existence. If the spirit, man, is not strong, the soul won't be and the body won't be. So the Holy Spirit emphasizes first <clears throat> spiritual growth. Next, integrity. Next, humility. As key components of a successful life that honors and glorifies God. The Holy Spirit focuses on pillars. Things that hold things up. The Holy Spirit focuses on foundations. Spiritual growth. Integrity. Humility. Those things are not given overnight. Those things are cultivated over many nights. So right now we're getting back to the basics of what true success is. And we talked about last video, we're going to be talking a lot about purpose. We're going to talk a lot about, about just holistic success and, and how to be high fulfillers and how to fulfill all of our roles well. And it begins with the Holy Spirit. It says success in the Holy Spirit's perspective is not about self-centered pursuits, but about a life lived in harmony. I'm going to talk about harmony sometime this week or next week with God's love and purpose. Next point. The Holy Spirit wants us to be holy successful. Don't, don't think that the flip side is the Holy Spirit wants us to be successful. But keyword holistically successful. The Holy Spirit wants us to be holistically successful because holistic success is helpful. If I'm not a successful husband, if I'm not a healthy husband, I can't be a helpful husband. If I'm not, if I, if I'm not a healthy father, I can't be a helpful father. I can be, there's a lot of successful people watching me right now. Or who you're going to share this video with who are highly successful entrepreneurially, highly successful in their careers, accolades for days, escalades for days, renegades for I'm just joking. Plenty of stuff for days. But if you was to talk to their wife or their husband, if you was to interview his or her children in confidence, what would they really say? If he was a doctor and you took his blood work, you took her blood work, how, how, how healthy is he or her? How healthy are, are you? See, you have to be holistic, holistically successful because holistic success is helpful. See, there's some things that money can't buy. Money cannot buy a daughter, a daughter's purity. Uh, 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 money can't buy a young man's clarity. Putting them in the best private schools, putting them in the best places will not buy transformation. 
your presence does. The issue is people think that presence change people or presence will compensate for a lack of presence. No, your presence is a present. Most times your wife, your husband, your children are going to look at you and be like, I just wish you was more present. Because your lack of presence put them in a deficit emotionally. Let's keep going. Next point. Let's define what holistic success is. Holistic success is a state of achievement and fulfillment that encompasses all aspects of individual's life, individual's life. Physical, emotional, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. Now, you got to write on a sheet of paper your physical, your emotional, your mental, your social or relational and spiritual and ask yourself, are there are they well? It is each area well. If not, then you're overly dwelling in certain other in other places that you shouldn't. Harmony is key. Like you gotta, you gotta create a life that goes to the gym, create a life that meditates God's word, create a life that prays, create a, cultivate a holistic life where each area of your life has a stream going into it, helping it to be supreme and not going to the extremes. See, the issue is we have wrong streams. We have bad streams leading us to extremes, but it's not leading us to the supreme. The goal is to get to the supreme and reach a high level of, of optimal uh, usage where God like, man, okay, now I can use you because now your body won't break down. You won't be overly emotionally triggered. You won't be mentally stimulated with negative and bad ideas. You won't be uh, physically in the hospital. You won't be relationally uh, 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 in debt. So it goes beyond conventional measures of success and emphasizes balance, integration, and harmony in all areas. We're going to talk about this later on this month. It's all about integration, not separation. I got to integrate everything into my pursuit of success. Everything has to be integrated within God. I can't separate and be like, okay, God over here, my pursuit. Of, everything has to be integrated. Everything's a gumbo. Everything's in a crock pot. Everything's coming together. Nobody, nobody, nobody really eats a lasagna with the noodles over here, the ricotta cheese right here, the sauce right here, and the meat over here. Nobody eats lasagna that way. Nobody eats gumbo with each piece of the meal in separate bowls. No, we make we we layer them together. We allow the the seasons to come together. The lasagna is in perfect harmony. <laughs> I don't want no separate lasagna. I want an integrated lasagna. You see? So we can't put God over here, our success over here, our family here, our money here, our whatever here, our recreation here. They all have to integrate. So it says it, go, it goes beyond conventional measure of success. So the conventional measure of success says this is how we measure success. Are you? That's why a lot of people get uh, offended. They get um, become insecure because they measure their success based upon the conventional measurements of success. That's right. Come on now. We want to integrate lasagna. I don't want no separate lasagna. I don't want my lasagna to come from among them and be separate. No, the guy wasn't the scripture wasn't talking about my lasagna coming from among them and be separate. No. 
I don't want the noodles to be separate. I want everything to be integrated. I want there to, to be cohesiveness. See what I'm saying? And so when we understand, what was my point? What was I saying before that? I totally forgot. It'll come back to me. Um, yes. Balance, integration, and harmony in all areas leading to a sense of wholeness and contentment. See, God wants us to get to a place of wholeness and contentment. That's where you make the best decisions. When you're whole and you're content and you're trusted in God. I'm so glad, my sister. Next point. The Holy Spirit wants us to be high fulfillers. I told you we're going in this direction. I'm going to be talking to the high achievers, the high fulfillers, the people who are pursuing multiple purposes just out of order. And I'm also going to be helping those people desire to order their lives in accordance. And we're going to take our lives up a notch so that we can give God something great to you so we can be those Joseph's and Daniels in our world today. A high fulfiller in the context of high achievement is an individual who consistently excels and reaches exceptional levels of success in their pursuits, surpassing expectations and setting new standards of accomplishment. That's the believer. That's what we're supposed to do. Like Pharaoh bumped up against the wall. Pharaoh could only go but so far. The same Pharaoh with Daniel, the same, the king with Daniel, the Pharaoh with Joseph. Every person in the world can only go but so far. It is only the believer who has an extra gear. Only the believer has the extra gear. While my brother's here, brother, I don't know if you got my text. I want to make sure you got my text and my email. Let me know if you got my text or my email about uh, having, I had time today to talk to you about the application, but if you have an application, I mean, if you have time tomorrow, let's talk tomorrow. I don't know if you got my text or if I sent it to the wrong person. So if that was you, my brother, check your text, check your email. That was me that was texting you. So yeah, God wants us to be high fulfillers. Like God wants, we're supposed to be the people with the extra gear because we're the ones that have no fear. We're the ones know that God is near. Pharaoh begged for someone to tell him the interpretation of his dream. And here comes Joseph. Daniel, they made a decree. If anybody prays against, pray to any other God but the king, we'll be throwing lines in. You know what Daniel did? Daniel, the Bible says Daniel went to his room, opened his window. See, Daniel didn't pray in secret. Daniel prayed in the sunlight. <laughs> so what does that mean? Daniel prayed three times. Daniel was a, a ruler, a leader. So that means his house, his window was high up. So when Daniel opened the window, everybody saw him praying. He said, I ain't scared of no lions, tigers, or bears. Oh my, do you know my God? So we as believers are the only ones and it's unfortunate that the devil has robbed us from a God who's trying to lob us to a place where he can't rob us. Because he knows if the wicked stays in rulership, if the wicked stays in leadership because of mediocre Christians, then he can continue to lead bad societies, bad kingdoms, bad worlds.
but we are the ones that are that can only surpass expectation. We're the ones that's supposed to set new standards and new accomplishments. That's right. We should have no other gods before. Yeah, man, I, I was wondering why that thing said 186. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, Eric goes at 186. So, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, 386. Okay, good, 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 good. I'm glad, man. Anybody else? Make sure if you, if you make sure I got your right numbers, y'all. I ain't talking about my brother here. I'm just talking about for those who have the applications because coach, coach text you, coach text you, be like, yo, what's up? You ready today? <laughs> Love you, man. Love y'all. If you need help, I'm here for you. Now, man, I've been going 20 minutes. I ain't really got to the, the gist of my points. Oh, I'm almost there. Now, next point the Holy Spirit is not a means to success. He's the master of our pursuits of success. Please understand it. The Holy Spirit ain't going to be no hoe and you his pimp. The Holy Spirit ain't going to be no vehicle and you're the driver. The Holy Spirit is not our means to success. He's the master of our pursuits of success. A lot of people view God and they get mad at God because God going to be like, I ain't your means to success. If you really want to be successful, I have to be your master of your pursuit of success. Because then I'm going to teach you the masteries, the mysteries that leads to masteries that will truly set you up for success. So when we're our mindset, because 20 to 30 years of Christendom has been taught teaching false doctrines that we, we tell God what to do versus God telling us what to do. 20, 30, 40 years of Christianity has been preaching it, naming and claiming it, walk around it seven times, declare and decree to God that this is going to happen. That type of mentality puts us in a disposition outside looking in as if God's our servant and not us his servant. So when we start acting and telling God what to do without honoring his, his providential timing and not honoring uh, his holiness, which pushes us in a place of humbleness, then my friend, then we'll start, we'll start putting ourselves in positions where people have been, been telling God, heal me now and give me money now. And they're mad at God because they're still broken, their body's broken. Because God said, I'm not your means to success, baby. If you really want to be successful, I have to be your master of your pursuit of success because I will tell you how to be successful. It reminds me when Peter was fishing. Peter was fishing for days, for hours. Man, it's two o'clock. We got to keep going. I'm fishing. Man, yo, Tyrone. Well, I don't know if there's Tyrone in Bible days, but Peter looked at his helper, Tyrone, and yo, Ty. Man, it's four o'clock. We ain't caught nothing. They still going. They fishing, man. What else could they do? Jesus pulls up to the harbor and says, hey, Peter, what's up, my boy? Peter was like, yo, Jesus, man, what's up? Jesus was like, I see that you're rolling your nets in. I see that you're giving up. Cast it one more time. Peter was like, I know you turned water to wine. I ain't saying nothing about that. You fed the 5,000. I ain't said nothing about that. But you're talking fishing talk to a fisherman? All right, man. But at your word, I'm going to cast this net. 
he caught the biggest catch he ever caught to the point to where it was breaking his net and the boats was getting filled with water. And he had a, hey, yo, Ty, bring the boats. Yo, Ty, tell, tell Timothy and tell, and tell Jerome, we need more boats. At his word. He'll, 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 when you, when you let him be your master, he'll tell you when to throw your net over the boat. He'll tell you when to go fish. And you trust him in the midst. Let's keep going. True success can only be had through the honoring and help of the Holy Spirit. It can only be had through honoring. I honor him. And I got to let him help. Because if he's not helping us, we can't help them. He's the reason for true success. Keep going for time's sake. True success are these four things. One, two, three, four, five. I'm going, I'm just teaching today. Roll with me. Roll with me. True success is first holy. Then it's holistic. Then it's honorable. Then it's helpful. Then it's heavenly. True success is holy. It's like there's a success that's holy unto God. With the, with the holiest of motives, the holiest of hearts. We're not talking about holiness in regards to perfection because God's holiness is different than our holy. See, see, he said, be holy for I'm holy. But what he's saying there is saying, hey, be separate. Be only used by me. God don't want you over there in the devil's toolbox being used by the devil too. He says, be holy in all areas. Don't be holy, be holy. Don't be holy with holes. Be holy because you're whole. Be separate. Come over here in my workshop. Let me change you. Let me make you whole so that you can truly be holy and you can hold thee. You can hold him and her. You can hold everyone because you've been separate. So true success is a holy way of success. Then there's a holistic way of success. We talked about that. Then there's an honorable way of success, whereas with integrity, not cutting corners, doing what's right by people, doing good business, doing good life. Next, success is helpful. It helps people. That's why I don't mind charging for what I charge. I don't mind because I, I'm giving so much for free. I don't mind when I charge because I know it's helpful. I know it's going to 10x your investment. I already know that whatever I ask you to pay for me in these different mentoring programs, I already know that it's because what I give is prices already. The stuff that God and the Holy Spirit done shared through me ain't a cost that can pay for that. So I know that what I give a person one-on-one, I know that it's truly helpful. And so when we understand, hey, man, listen, I'm helpful. My success is helpful enough to a point to where it's going to bless your life. And that's the mentality I have to understand my my true success. Also, true success is heavenly, meaning it is eternally focused. It's heaven focused, kingdom focused. My success will outlive me. See, my success won't die with me, nor will my success collect dust on shelves. See, my success cannot, our success cannot be based upon trophies that will collect dust. Our success can be met, can't be measured by paper that can that can be torn. Our true success is measured by how long it lives after you're gone. 
That's right, you gotta have some skin in the game. Separating the wheat from the test, right? Heard it as soon as I jumped on, come out from among them. That's right. And so I have to understand that my success has to be was that last age heavenly. It has to be heaven focused. Because what you do, what you would, what you do for eleven, I mean not eleven, what you do for heaven will outlast your earthly existence. Let's keep going. It's a good word, man. The Holy Spirit hit this in my hit this in my belly. He said, boom, boom. I said, what was that? What was that? What was that? Holy Spirit said, we're talking about me today. <laughs> Holy Spirit said, put some, tell them people to put some respect on my name. Holy Spirit said, let me reintroduce myself. <laughs> he said, son, I want you to go out there and tell them how, how you can't do this without me. I said, Holy Spirit, you know I got you, my man's. Now, I don't want to respectfully because he he's my Lord. Is, he's my Lord now. I'm not sitting there respect. You know what I'm saying? Respectfully. Next, spiritual. Now, here. Now, we're talking about discernment. We Let's go back and talk. Got to scroll down. We're going to talk about a lot. We're talking about achieving success with spiritual discernment. Partnering with the Holy Spirit. So let's scroll down so we can understand why we're going to discernment. I might do a part two for time's sake. Now, in order to get to spiritual discernment, a, a Christian who cannot discern is proven to be a babe still. Spiritual discernment is developed over time. The Holy Spirit wants to cultivate a spirit in us that is in a continuous partnership with him that's able to discern. The Holy Spirit ain't trying to do all the work all the time. He wants to do the initial work and have you work in, 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 in submission to him. The Holy Spirit don't want to keep cleaning windows because you keep throwing mess in there. Holy Spirit, you know, it's crazy. The Holy Spirit is busier, is more busy cleaning mess than sending his message. I don't want the Holy Spirit to have to put his message on pause to continuously clean mess over and over again. We got to get to a place of spiritual maturity where we're able to say, I discern that this is not God's will. My mind has been renewed enough to be able to say, this is not God's will. So I'm not going to allow to God's will to godly spill and create a mess. Now, how do we get to a spiritual discernment? I may have to do another video on this by itself. That's right. Discernment to a believer is get. That's right. It's fuel. Let's keep going. In order to get to spiritual here's the process. The first step is spiritual discoveries. In order to get to spiritual discernment, I have to go through spiritual discoveries. I got to discover who I am spiritually. I got to I got to discover what it means to worship God in spirit and in truth. I got to discover what it means to be submitted to the Holy Spirit. So spiritual discoveries, I have to discover the spiritual things of life because we know more about this earthly life than we do about our spiritual life and we're spirits. You're not a body. We've learned, we've learned over the years so much about our bodies. We've learned so much about our souls, but we don't really spend too much time understanding our spirit and our spirit is who we really are. Do you even know what your spirit is? Your spirit is your authentic self. Your spirit is your personality. 
Your spirit houses your gifts and talents. Your spirit holds your character and your integrity levels. An immature spirit is a spirit who doesn't have godly character, who's not integral, who doesn't hold those character tenets, or whose personality is, is infused by culture, whose gifts or talents are dormant or being used for the demonic kingdom. So in order for me to get to a place of spiritual discernment, because the Holy Spirit is not our spiritual discernment. Our spirit has to reach a place of spiritual maturity for spiritual discernment, rooted and submitted to the Holy Spirit. But it starts with spiritual discoveries, which leads to spiritual dependence. When I realize, yo, so my heart is desperately sick and deceitful. My body, is, my flesh is prone to selfishness. Oh, I need God. <laughs> a person is no good to God until they're fully aware of how evil they are. I tell my students all the time, I know I'm evil. Oh, dang, coach, you evil? Yeah, you too. <laughs> evil. Until we understand how dark and how desperately sick and how evil we really are, we will never get to spiritual dependence. Holy Spirit's teaching us today. You got to know that you're evil because when you know that you're evil, that you sick, that you ain't cute and that you're not cuddly and that you're a monster. You will lean to the master. You won't even lean. You will cling to the master. Yo, God. We're not talking about being sin kind. We're just talking about realizing who you really are and how desperately you need to be dependent on God, like filthy rat. He says, even the best that you can do, even if you did it with the right motives, that motive is still hinged on some level of, of, of darkness, some other corridor of your heart. That only then will we get to a place where we say, I need to partner with the Holy Spirit submissively. Spiritual discoveries leads to spiritual dependence. Oh, no, I got to read my word. I got to pray. See, the reason why we don't pray, the reason why we don't read is because we don't know who we really are. Outside of the grace of God, outside of the mercy of God, outside of the love of God, we've been caught up in all these love, grace, and mercy messages that we ain't talked about our, 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 sin, conscious, our sin nature. Every day. I cling to God because I know I can't trust this flesh. The Bible says, put that flesh on the wall. Boom. Pull out that AK-47 and kill it every day. That's how crazy our flesh. We are but filthy rat and nasty rat and stank. We stank. Thank God the blood got fragrance. <laughs> Thank God the blood smelled good because if it wasn't for the blood, See, these type of messages ain't preached. That's why, that's why I told the Holy Spirit, I said, yes, sir. I'm on it. Spiritual discovery leads to spiritual dependence, which leads to spiritual disciplines. When I discover who I am and discover what God did, and I realize that I'm nothing without him, I cling, I become spiritually dependent. 
When I mean by spiritual dependent, I'm not talking about being so dependent where you need to ask God, can I go brush my teeth? No, we're not saying that. We're talking about clinging and staying in the middle of the sanctification process. Nope, I'm not on the edge. I'm not over here. I'm in the middle. No, I'm, I'm God. I I'm in, I'm in the middle. Which then says, okay, now that I'm spiritual, now that I've discovered some things spiritually, now that I realize I need to be dependent on God for my salvation, for my source and supply, then I get my disciplines. See, you cannot be successful on desire alone. You can only be successful through discipline. Which leads to spiritual discipline. Now I see why I must pray. Now prayer becomes a priority when I have the right perspective. Reading my word becomes a priority when I have the right perspectives. Doing the things of God becomes a priority when I have the right perspectives. Now you see why you must pray without ceasing. Because the flesh wants the flesh without ceasing. <laughs> the devil prays without ceasing. That's why I got to pray without ceasing. P-R-E-Y. He prays without ceasing. P-R-E. He's seeking whom he may devour. Which means I got to pray without ceasing. Spiritual discovery leads to spiritual dependence, which leads to spiritual disciplines, which leads to spiritual development. If I don't discover certain things, if I don't depend on God and understand why I need to rely on him, and I'm not disciplined, I would not develop. And if I'm not spiritually developed, I would not be spiritually discerning. I won't be able to discern. I won't, Let me find the spirit. I have a definition of discernment. I don't think I put it in my notes. Discernment is the ability to judge well. That's right. The ability to judge well. I told, I was talking to my students or somebody. I was talking to somebody and I said, man, well, today actually, uh, somebody I was talking to. And I was like, you know, the Holy Spirit has to do the interviewing. And they asked why. I said, because he has to interview. The Holy Spirit has to interview because he has the interview. We can't trust our interviews. We're just going to look on the outward appearance. Holy Spirit said, I have the best view on the inside of that person. So we need to grow our discernment. Let's keep going. Partnership with the Holy Spirit begins in the valley of success, not at the peaks of success. Yeah, that's right. My brother says it's crazy how the how much the flesh doesn't like us. Yep. The only one we should be dependent on, co-dependent on is the Holy Spirit. That's right. Partnership with the Holy Spirit begins in the valley of success. So people want to say, okay, I'll partner with God when I get to the top. Mm-mm. Partnership with the Holy Spirit begins in the valley of the shadow of death, and I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Right? In the valley, when I look at the peaks of success, I'm like, it starts now. Because the Holy Spirit will show me how to climb. Now, three things that hinder partnership with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk about three ways to cultivate your partnership with the Holy Spirit real quickly. And I may do some videos down the road to add more light to them, but a lot of these things I've done a lot of videos on is self-explanatory. Now, here are three things that hinders personal Holy Spirit. Number one, pride and self-reliance. Real quickly, when we rely solely on our own abilities and wisdom, we may neglect the guidance and leading of the Holy Spirit. Pride can blind us to the need, not the want, I need, the need for divine assistance and prevent us from humbly seeking God's direction in our lives. See, God is not our equal. We don't go to God when we want to go to God. God is not our equal. 
We're not smart as God. We're not wise as God. We're nowhere close. So we can't be proud and self-reliant. Number two, unconfessed sins and unforgiveness. Sin creates a barrier between us and the Holy Spirit. It does. It keeps, it. Cre you see, listen, a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, you know, there's really no barrier between us and God. Yeah, it is. Like if me, like, let's say if my wife sitting on my lap, we're literally together, body connected. It doesn't matter how close the body is if the heart is miles apart. So yes, God is closer to us than anyone else in life, but that doesn't mean we're close in heart. It doesn't mean we're close in mind. It doesn't mean that we're close. So sin creates a barrier. God can be like, man, you doing that, man? All right, man, do you because I'm too holy to be in that. I can't. And what, what God means about that, he said, I can't endorse that, man. All right, man, do what you want to do, fam. Sin creates a barrier between us and the Holy Spirit. If we harbor unconfessed sin or refuse to forgive others, our hearts become hardy. Remember, we can't pour new wine in an old heart. In a hard heart, it'll break the heart. Hindering our ability to hear and respond to the Holy Spirit's promptings. So how can the Holy how can the Holy Spirit prompt us to do something if we're too preoccupied on what someone did to us or the sins that we did? That's right, sins of commission and omission. Sins you know about, sins you don't know about. Little, big, don't even matter. They all separate. Distractions and busyness keeps us from partnering with the Holy Spirit. In our fast-paced and busy lives, we can easily become preoccupied with worldly matters, leaving little room for spiritual attentiveness. Constant distractions can drown out the gentle voice of the Holy Spirit, making it challenging to discern and follow his guidance. So we said pride and self-reliance. Number two, unconfessed sins and forgiveness. And number three, distractions and busyness. Last but not least, Three ways to cultivate your partnership with the Holy Spirit. Foster it. Grow it. Number one, cultivate a daily, not a weekly. Most people have a weekly relationship with God. That's a Sunday version of relationship with God. They have a, and, and even on a Sunday, they ain't even a full day. They have an hour, one hour, one day, one hour on one day, quote unquote, relationship with God. No, no. No relationship can survive off that. Imagine if I only talked to my wife for one hour on one day in one week. How can that relationship grow? How can I really cultivate that? How can I grow a garden if I only water it one time? How can I grow a garden if I only tend it one time? So I, it got to be daily, hourly, continuously, without ceasing. Strengthen your partnership with the Holy Spirit by nurturing. It didn't say he'll nurture. The Bible also says, and I don't think people realize, he says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. He said, folks, you show me you want me, baby. Like I was like, yo, because if I draw near to you, when there's fearing you and sinning you, I may break you. <laughs> like if I draw near to you, and you ain't showing, that's in any business relationship, that's in any relationship. Like, if you ain't showing me no effort, I ain't going to draw near to you like that. And what I mean by drawing near, that means getting close to you. That means that means getting invested in, in whatever it is that you're in. I can't draw near to that. 
If you draw near to me, you oh Holy Ghost, thank you. If if when the Bible, Jesus, God saying draw near to me, because drawing near to me shows me or it reveals that you want to be holy. He says, man, listen, I'm not I'm not gonna bring my holiness in your holy mess. So when you draw near to me, it's showing me not like that I need you to show me, but it's a natural byproduct of a person that says, God, I want you only. Oh, God could be like, oh, I'm he, the Bible says he inhabits his, the praise of his people. God said, man, show me you want me, baby. No, no, show me you want me. It's a natural response to someone that draws near to you. Anybody, any man in flesh, any woman in their flesh, let a woman draw near to them. They drawing in them. <laughs> oh, snap, you, you into me? Now you drawing into them. Same as what God, God's like, man, if you naturally, when you naturally begin to pursue me, you will begin to see more of me coming into your life and changing it. Strengthen your partners with the Holy Spirit by nurturing a daily relationship with God through prayer, meditation, and reading the scriptures. Regularly seek his guidance and wisdom, inviting him to be an active participant in every aspect of your life. That's right. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will point us to Jesus. That's right. So we have to do it daily. Number two, surrender and humility. Practice surrendering your will to God's will and humbly acknowledge your dependence on the Holy Spirit. Let go of self-reliance and pride. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead and direct your decisions and actions. You got to surrender. White flag. Yo, I can Listen, I've, I've reached a place in my life years ago where I realized, yo, Josh, if you work harder, doesn't mean God going to take you farther. It don't mean that. Like, bro, I got tired of working hard. I got tired of trying to do two books in a year and, and try to prove my success. Bro, that was dope, man. I said, God, I surrender, man. You'll promote me and you'll do timing. You know, I remember, I remember this time last year. I was I was ready to launch program stuff like that. I was ready to go, not knowing that my wife and I would have to go through what we went through to have our child. And then it made sense because I knew God enough to know He ain't gonna promote me in no one year. This, my my my, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I wouldn't be surprised if 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 things don't take off for me until September after my baby's birthday. I, I wouldn't be surprised because why would God promote me? launch me while my wife is going through what she's going through while baby girl was going through what she was going through and then we had to adjust after one year perspective gives you understanding of promotion periods so of course god's gonna be like yo son i would love to promote you right now but be a father and a husband root yourself now because of what y'all went through i can't just because so, because people understand that blessings are burdensome if you're not built for it yet god, do you know god knows how heavy your uh, the blessing. If I wish heaven had a website called heaven, heavendeliveries.com. I wish that when you go to heaven deliveries and you type in the blessing, oh, I would love that blessing. Oh, a house. Oh, that's nice. Oh, a husband. Oh, that's nice. Oh, a wife. That's nice. You over there on heavendeliveries.com and you making your request known. God, I want this. And, and then in bold letters at the bottom, it says, this blessing weighs a trillion pounds. <laughs> what? You'll be like, oh, I don't weigh enough for that. 
That's why the Bible says, wait on the Lord, serve him. Because when you serve him, you will become more full of him. And then you have more weight on you to balance out the weight of the blessing. Because a blessing given to you before you built for it will break you. God saying that marriage is going to break you. You can do it if you want to, but you got to be built for that. Oh, you want to have babies? Go ahead and minimize the 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 uh, the, uh, the value and the importance of sex down to play play. And y'all go ahead and play it up until you realize the weight of 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 shame, the weight of guilt, the weight the weight of lust, the weight of a baby out of wedlock, or the weight of a baby that ain't leaving you. All that could have been avoided if you checked the pounds. All that could have been avoided if you checked the weight of that blessing. <clears throat> if we checked the weight. Excuse me. Once we check the weight of the blessing, we will see why we should wait for the blessing. Oh, my goodness. When we check the weight of the blessing, we'll see why God is having us wait for the blessing, because blessings are burdensome. And if God blesses you before you built for the blessing, then that blessing will break you. And how many people uh, 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 arrogantly and proudly pursued it anyway? And now they're broken today. That's why God says, when you on heavendeliveries.com, check the weight of the blessing that you're asking for and mix in some thanksgiving with that so that you can begin to have the right perspective to see why that delivery hasn't been delivered yet. Because the reason why God hasn't made certain deliveries because he wants to deliver you. God wants to deliver you before he delivers things to you. What stuff is still in you? That's going to be toxic for the thing that God wants to deliver you. So we have to separate the mindset idea of believing that God doesn't want us to have good things. We don't want good things. What do you mean, Coach Josh? I don't want good things. I want me a good man. No, you don't. Because you got bad ways. Oh, I want a good woman. No, you don't. You still hold on to them bad ways. Oh, I want to be successful. No, you don't. You still hold on to laziness. God said, I want to give you the good things, but you don't want the good things. <clears throat> Before God delivers it to you, he delivered things out of you because he knows you got to match it in weight. And when you see the weight of the blessing, you'll see why you have to wait for the blessing. Hmm. Holy Spirit, man, my goodness. Holy Spirit said, put some respect on my name. <laughs> son, talk to him. Talk to them tough, son. <laughs> Holy Spirit said, when you're talking about me, talk. Holy Spirit, that's why I don't even like calling him Holy Spirit. I call him Holy Ghost. That's the hood way. <laughs> that's the hood envy. That's the, that's the hood. That's the hood translation. <laughs> Holy Spirit is so cute and cuddly. Holy Ghost in the building, son. <laughs> Either way, it's fine. I'm just messing. Respectfully. Next point. Last one, I got to go. Obey promptings and convictions. Pay attention to the promptings and convictions of the Holy Spirit. Be willing to step out in faith and obedience when he leads you in specific direction. Trust that the Spirit's guidance will always align with God's purposes and bring about the best outcomes in your life. Holy Spirit, I pray this message comes close to what you expected it to do. I pray that the anointing that's been squeezed out of my soul, my spirit actually, through the experience of my soul and the, the, the and all those good traits and came out of my mouth, 
to the ears of these people are going as the active word that was given today to go into their heart and spirit, soul and spirit separated and begin to make change. Holy Spirit, I thank you for this opportunity. And I pray it resonates with millions. And you then we do pray. Amen. So thank y'all so much. I love him so much, man. I love God. I love his spirit, man. And and we just had to really talk about him today um, to give us the right perspective that we need to understand that without him, no success is possible. True success is not possible. And so <clears throat> at this time, I'll let you guys know about some things that I have. Uh, first, start off with my book, Multipurpose. If you're looking for an opportunity to really begin to understand what your true purpose is in life and how to manage your multiple purpose in life, this book right here, Multipurpose, will be a great resource for you. Also, we have multiple programs, two activated now, the third will be activated in September, of programs that will position you to align yourself with God's purpose in your life. In order for you to fulfill your God-given purpose, you have to know God. And you have to have your mindset shift. And if you had a place right now where you say, coach, man, I am nowhere clear of what my purpose is. Or maybe your person says, coach, I kind of know my purpose, but I got some limiting beliefs. I have some insecurities or coach, man, I'm in my purpose and I'm excelling at a high level. But my family is not successful. My health is not strong. But you want to get to a place where you know your purpose, you're thriving in your purpose, and you know God, and you say, God, hey, coach, man, that's me, man, then go to my website, mycoachjosh.com. Go to the coaching tab. Check out our Mindset Mastery Program. You can also check out the second video on my Instagram page and hear a testimony there from a gentleman. And right now, we got about maybe seven or eight coming through at the end of this program. It's going to let you know these people's mindsets are shifting. People are discovering their purpose in the program. People are having clarity about what God wants to do. There's a lot of synergy happen on our community on life work. And if you want to get to your life's work, so that when you stand before God, you hear those beautiful words of well done, then check out those programs. And I would love to mentor you. I would love to get you to that place of being mentally unclear to being mentally clear about why you're here. So if that pertains to you, check out our Mindset Mastery Program, our Purpose Mastery Program, and I would love to serve you. Also check out our merch, well done. Hoodies, shirts, all that good stuff. It's a movement. If you don't know the purpose of freedom and you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds and you want to be free because the word of God says, whom the son says free is free indeed, then this book, The Purpose of Freedom, will be a great resource for you. If you're face to face with a situation or an individual and you don't know if it's a counterfeit or a counterpart and you really want to be in God's will for your life, then this book, Counterfeit a Counterpart, will be a great you. It will teach you how to better discern the will of God. This book actually goes along with what we talked about. It will show you how to discern the will of God for your life. It will show, it will teach you how God speaks and how to hear his voice. If you're in a place right now where you're like, man, I struggle with my feelings, coach. My feelings been flooding my life and, I, and I'm all over the place with my emotions. And I want to find the facts behind my feelings so I can get back to fulfilling my purpose. And this workbook, Facts and Feelings, will be a great resource for you. If you're in a situation right now where you say, man, I need to, man, I don't know if I'm holding my wife up well. I'm not holding my family up well. I'm not holding my husband up. I'm not holding my part in the partnership. And no matter what it pours into my life, it spills all over into my life. But I want to be whole. Then this book, The Whole Internal, will be a great resource for you. Get you from a place of having holes to patched up holes where you can hold the importance of things well, we also got a card game I think would be a blessing. Check out this card game, man. This card game is a fun, interactive way um, um, to play 
and to better understand wholeness. If you in a, if you if you single right now, you want to understand the purpose of your singleness, so that you can enjoy your singleness and maximize, so that you can be set up for mingleness. Then, man, this book right here, the purpose of singles, will be a blessing to you. If you're dating someone right now or single and you want to be set up to date the love of your life forever, or if you're married right now and you y'all at a rocky place right now, y'all just gonna y'all gotta be realigned so that you can spark more fire in, in, in your relationship. This book has over 200 questions with slots to write your answers to see if you guys are on the same page. So this book, Dating Prep, will be a great resource for you. If you have a young person and you want them to find their purpose early. And why God has them here, this book, as he says, is wise sayings from my heart to young people to help them start early so they won't have to worry about uh, uh, gathering unnecessary traumas and dramas in their life. If you're struggling with spiritual warfare, you want to better understand the whole armor of God, this book, World War Me, will be a great resource for you. And I think that's all. Programs, check it out, man. Get in there. If you need mentoring, if you're a high-level entrepreneur, High-level exec, you're a high-level person, and you want to be realigned to God's original design, and you really need mentorship and making sure that you don't lose your family, lose your health, then I got a mentoring program starting in September. Message me privately. We're talking about people who really want to uh, be mentored by me for either six months or 12 months, and you really just want to say, Coach, I want to profit even more than all my purposes. See, right now you're making a lot of money, but you can make more money, actually make better money. If you do right by God in every area of your life, God don't mind blessing you because no broke person can't bless nobody. So if you got a successful business, you successful, but you realizing, yo, my family's not good. I need it. I need my faith in God's not good. My thoughts are not good. I'm in sins while I'm winning financially, but I'm losing my family. We you, we need to get together. We need to, we need to get in a mentorship program. We're going to get it right. And I have the experience. I done lived it. I'm a successful man myself, but my wife smiles. My daughter jumps around when I'm in the room. My health is getting better, right? I'm, I'm good now, but boy, that vacation, I done added a few pounds. <laughs> Last time I checked, I'm good. But my goal is to get even better in that area. I'm not saying this, I'm all the way there, but I'm talking about, but we, I've been there before and I know how to get back there. But anyway, if you need help with the, the, the ebbs and flows of life and you really want to have holistic success that will even take you to greater depth, greater heights of financial success, Message, go to mycoachjosh.com. Um, message me, however you can find me, because I'm trying to get this into an exclusive group. Uh, it's going to be called the Synergy Circle. We are, we're going to we're going to work on some things for six months. If you choose six months, that's cool. If you want to 12 months, it's going to be a mastermind program. And it's going to maybe 10 to 15 people, maybe 20, depending on where I'm at in my life at the moment. But if that's you, message me wherever you know where I'm at. And we're going to have a real, I'll get on the phone with you today. And we're going to get you set up for September. And even if you watch this video this past September, still, if there's a, if you go on my website, you see there's a wait list for that particular program, then just sign up on the wait list. Because when people come out, you can come in. Or unless God increases where I can do 30 people, then you can be able to jump in in. So it starts in September. But if you're watching this in October, like, man, I need that. Jump in there. We go get in the mix. And the videos will be already pre-recorded. All the Zoom calls will be already pre-recorded, and then you'll begin to see dates and times. And it's for men or women. It's for businesses. If you got whole groups of people, they can be they can come with under you. If you have a, whatever, we're gonna work with you. Love y'all. Got some last things here. Amen. Amen. Brother, share, share, share. Like, yeah, share, like. Oh man, it's too late now. I'm just joking. <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I need to get better at my YouTubing. Yeah, this video, this video got some got some weight to it. That thing, the algorithm gonna have to lift this up. <laughs>
because we put some respect on the Holy Spirit's name. This video has to go everywhere. So share it everywhere. Now, let's see. Brain Chase says, Coach, can you give practical advice for how to crucify my flesh? Great question. First, in order to crucify the flesh, you have to have clarity about the flesh. You have to be clear that the flesh ain't your friend. You have to be clear that the flesh is sick. You have to be clear that the flesh is desperately wicked and it wants to do wicked things. So in order to crucify your flesh, you have to be clear about what your flesh is. Next, you got to put your flesh on the cross. You got to put your flesh at the feet of Jesus, what I'm saying, which means you got to begin to let the clarity of your flesh put you into deep, intensive relationship with Jesus Christ so that you can begin to allow the Holy Spirit to work on you. Practical ways beyond that that you can do every day. You can, I have to set the prerequisites first because without those two, the practicalities can't work for you. Next, you got you to gotta create a, a culture that the flesh can't dwell in. So an alkaline, a cancer cannot thrive in an alkaline body. Certain bad things cannot, the demons don't stay around when you're praising and worshiping. Demons, do, when you're worshiping God and spirit truth, demons just don't be bothering you. They, they may bother you, but they're not going to be in your life. They can't, oh no, they start itching. Oh, they praising God. Oh man. So you have to create a climate of praise and worship. And, uh, and, and the reason why our fleshes are dominant is because our flesh are dominant because we feed it the most. Whatever you feed the most leads the most. So you have to starve your flesh. They got to begin to uh, calculate and consider what feeds the flesh that you shouldn't be fleeing. You got to get rid of it. And then every day, you got to every night or every other night or every weekend, or every or some moment or pattern, you got to be able to say, okay, I got to take inventory and assessment of how my, my life has been this past week. You cannot do a flesh assessment once in life and expect the flesh to be dead. The Bible says kill the flesh daily. So you have to do a daily, weekly assessment of your life and how it was lived and what was what was living the most, the flesh or the spirit. And if you begin to say, okay, Tuesdays and Fridays, my flesh usually peaks, then you will begin to restructure your life to the point to where you will give more life to your spirit leading than your flesh leading. Hope they help. Uh, Lingua says, how can you discern bad company? Well, discernment deepens as your relationship with God deepens. And in order to discern bad company, you got to know, you got to treat yourself as a Fortune 500 company. A Fortune 500 company has clear goals, clear mission, clear vision, clear policies, clear procedures, clear processes on hiring and firing. They're very clear about what their business is. And if you are not clear about your father's business for you to handle and you don't treat yourself like a company, then you will keep bad company. See, bad companies do business together. Good companies, profitable companies do business together. So now when you look at yourself as a Fortune 500 company, what I would do is I will pick one company that you admire the most, whether it's Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby, it could be a Christian company, it could be a secular company, Nike or whoever. Look at their mission statement, vision statement, policies, procedures. Look at how they treat themselves. Look at their partnerships and begin to see, okay, their, their partnerships aligns with their values. So if you, don't, if you have bad values, bad morals, bad principles, 
they're going to have bad company. But when you begin to value yourself because you know that you're valued by God, then you will take your life up to a level and then it will be obvious that that person is bad company because you're about your father's company. And you'll know that I can't jeopardize what me and God has. So obviously I can naturally even quickly discern quickly because me and God have, have developed a strong relationship. Thank y'all so much for trusting y'all questions. I got to go. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Thank y'all so much for watching. Like, share, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, if you're watching this far, thank you. <laughs> y'all be blessed. Peace.